It was Tuesday, October 17th, 2023, and we took the show on the road. That's right. This is a very special episode, our 100th episode of Mostly Superheroes. We did it special. We left the studio, took our show on the road. Giggler, myself, Sam Z from Team Jakey went to Four Hands, and you're going to hear all about Voltron. That's right. Volume 2 beer is here. Going to hear from Andy Bergio over there, but we had to take a quick second to tell you all thank you for tuning in. Four years in the making, mostly superheroes, 100 episodes. This is it. And before we got into the episode, we're breaking the format, changing it up for the very special interview. All of us here at Mostly Superheroes want to say thank you. Four years, 100 episodes, and everyone on the team myself, Logan, Carrie, Andy, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, Danny Patron. Sam the Sleeper, PC Mike, everyone we've had on the show, uh, so many great folks these past few years. I can't believe 100 are in the books, and you guys are all part of it, and we want to say thanks. Keep tuning in. Keep listening. Tell a friend. Support us at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash support. You can always do that, and uh, we always appreciate it. We can't wait for season five coming up in 2024. Without further ado... Enjoy this week's episode of Mostly Superheroes. Andy Bergio sitting here with us recording live at Four Hands Brewing Company. We are on the road right now with the giggler, this guy sitting with us four years later. We finally made it out of the studio. How about that? Not too bad. And we just made a joke filling in for Scotty Scoop, who couldn't be with us here. We do have a sub uh, in from the team, Jakey team, Sam Zeller. Hey, Sam. Sam the Sleeper. Sam the Sleeper. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Yeah, we got some nicknames. Maybe you'll have one before we leave. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Andy Bergio, Director of Innovation at Four Hands. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's uh, exciting to be the first time you guys got a studio just for me. I feel special. <laughs> I don't usually feel special, <laughs> but I'm jacked to talk about it. Awesome. Yes, I should clarify for our fans that have been with us for the road, for along the ride, even on the road, we've been to a couple other places, mostly breweries. Uh, you know, Well Spent Brewing in town? Oh, yeah. They're friends of ours, and they helped us host two Super Smash Brother tournaments. We didn't record there, though. This is the first time that we've recorded in a brewery. Nice. So that's you. Yeah. That's all yours. I really feel special. Not even with Kevin. Kevin came into the studio. I don't even know who that is. Right. <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> help our listeners out, too. It's Kevin Limp, CEO yeah. of Four Hands Brewing Company. You got to go and check out the episode uh, just two before this, before our big episode on The Flash and the screen and social, we sat down with Kevin and talked about what we're here to talk about today outside of meeting Andy, Voltron. Man, five volumes, really six beers that are going to be coming out of this, collaborations with five different breweries in different states, and working with uh, a big entity, NBC Universal, 
you know, what, a, what an experience to be able to have this art, this collaboration, this nostalgia from the beer. Um, you got to go listen to that episode because Kevin told us all about kind of how the collaboration is going to work from a big picture. And he also announced volume one. So the big news today, volume two is here. Before we do it, Voltron fans, yes, get ready. We're about there. Andy, want to get to know you. Have a couple questions, if that's all right. Yeah, definitely. Call them icebreakers. Um, you have a great title. I'm so jealous of this title as someone that works <laughs> full time, like at a business, not to brag. But we director of innovation. Did yeah. you make that up? What? In the, yeah. Did, thank you, Sam. <laughs> Kevin did, actually came tell, up. With tell that us about one. that title, and I'd like to hear about taking us back in time to when you first started at Four Hands and the road to director of innovation. Yeah, the, the title is uh, basically means that I get to have a hand in any new product coming out. I don't always develop a recipe uh, necessarily, but I get to review it or make sure that it's on point or I'm developing a lot of things, which with our company is really great because we, we go across the spectrum of beer, spirits, uh, brown spirits, seltzers, canned cocktails, uh, who knows what's next. Uh, we're always pushing, Kevin's always pushing, and it's kind of, it's pretty awesome to work with like somebody who's always wants to keep moving forward um, instead of making the same thing. It's, it's, you know, we have our classics that we love, but it, mm -hmm. it's great when you hear there's a new product coming across or what are you thinking or what's somebody else thinking, what's somebody else's idea um, to go for. But starting out really, I was a home brewer and obsessed. Uh, my wife would tell you like the garage was taken over, half the basement was taken over. Um, we had five beers on tap at all times at our house. We would have beer parties and have my wife would prepare like tasting, uh, foods to do, uh, pairings with the beers that I made. Um, and just really had a problem. Uh, honestly, I was <laughs> calling it a problem. <laughs> yeah. I was a contractor. I would be working for myself and finishing somebody's basement. And all I can think about is what's going on in fermentation of the beer that I made yesterday. I'm going to go from lunch and check on it. Uh, kind of obsession. And, uh, that really, I, I got lucky because of Kevin's ambitions. Kevin and I worked at a restaurant a long time ago together, and I was working on his house and found out that he was opening four hands and just kind of excited, wanted to check some things out, and, you know, mention, you know, if you need any work done there, let me know, and I can come in. And uh, I also got lucky our, uh, when, we, when we first started, our first head brewer didn't have a ton of mechanical uh, background, but being a contractor, obviously I had that. And that was kind of one of the funnest things for brewing for me, besides making fun beers, it was like figuring out how to do it with no money. But when you're a small startup brewery, that's exactly what you're doing too. Um, so I kind of like just kind of taking every opportunity to get my way in uh, here and, you know, gain knowledge uh, was my first goal. And then I realized that, that I could provide some knowledge uh, and help out, even if it wasn't in the, on the brewing side, because I didn't have that kind of arrogance or confidence uh, as a home brewer that I would be able to help out. Um, but I just kept knocking on the door. And then Kevin uh, had a bottling line that he bought that was used and hired somebody to fix it. And that person kind of flaked out on them. And I volunteered and kind of overpromised my skill set. Uh, and then had to get online quickly and learn about, you know, PLCs for uh, machines and how pneumatics work with the machines and stuff like that and uh, tore apart the bottling line and uh, got it back together with help with uh, our now director of uh, operations, Martin Toft. Uh, we got it back together and got it running. And then after that experience of being in the brewery, I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But how do I get into it? Um, Forehands was tiny. They didn't need anybody else at the time and started looking at different schools, uh, doing an internship at a local brewery uh, and those kind of things. And then at some point, they, Kevin decided that we needed another person. 
and I applied and he didn't hire me. And uh, Ouch. then he put a posting out and I sent my resume in. So it's kind of like a, people are like, you know, be ready if a door opens to walk through. I'm like, no, we're going to, I'm going to kick the door down uh, and get in. And it's been awesome ever since. It's been a whirlwind. I mean, watching us grow from where we were and how small we were and, and to where we are now and having our whole building full of tanks and expanding is, has been a blast and be able to be a part of so many different beers and see, you know, their joint success or a recipe all of my own, like, uh, like incarnation was when I did my garage to see something go from my garage to production to now like number one IPA in mm-hmm. St. Louis. Whoa. Didn't know it? this. Love the beer. Have been drinking it forever. <laughs> Cool. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my sentimental favorite when people ask me, so, what's your favorite beer? Usually it's whichever one's new, uh, like whichever one Voltron's coming out uh, next yeah. or whatever new beer is coming out. But that one always has a sentimental place in my heart. Well, thanks for, sure. thanks for sharing because that's really inspirational to a lot of folks that listen to our show, people that we know, that entrepreneurial spirit of trying something on the side and you know trying to get into something, not even knowing where you're headed. Um, it's really cool to hear. Like, the, And it takes time, right? It's like uh, little things happen and then certain things happen all at once. But you were brewing your beer at your house for so long, doing it in a certain way. And then to hear that your incarnation is one of those beers that was in the mix. I had no idea. That's, yeah, I, I mean, man, that's, well, and it's a great segue to the next question, which is tell us, you know, jumping now, time traveling to present day, looking back over those 10 years, what are other projects that you love, you know, that are you're specifically proud of? I'm telling you. You know, when that first, when the first location that we're sitting in here right now in LaSalle Park here in St. Louis in between downtown and Soulard, I mean, I, I remember being here. I remember the, the tap room downstairs and every beer you guys were coming out with was just fun and different and the cans looked great. Um, what are some projects over the years that you'd, you know, especially shout out before we get into the Voltron Beast? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean... There's been a lot along the way from barrel aged beers and sour beers. And, you know, obviously we're known for a lot of hoppy beers and IPAs and things like that. Um, Passion Fruit Prussia was one of the ones I was excited about. Like the first like label that I thought was insane. I loved our artwork at the beginning. It was great. It was a lot different than what people are doing. I think that's a, another, you know, shout out to Kevin and his kind of genius of marketing and pushing that envelope more than other people. Tell our folks uh, about Passion Fruit Prussia. Passion Fruit Prussia is a uh, kind of a traditional Berliner Weiss, which is a sour beer, uh, not extremely sour, low ABV, like 4%. Uh, and Passion Fruit Prussia has passion fruit in it, obviously. So it's a, a lactic fermentation using lactobacillus. Uh, to get the sourness and then we add passion fruit into the fermenter with the yeast and uh, let it eat most of the sugar and leave lots of tasty treats of flavor and aroma behind of the kind of like bright but acidic passion fruit which is great and then the labels just like that kind of like a little shop of horrors uh flower that's eating everybody mm-hmm. that's that's really w- where uh i fell in love with the label just as much as the beer to be honest with you Very um cool. but it's hard not to mention citywide citywide as a as a company is really uh, a symbol of who we are. Um, we really love helping people. We really love beer. And as a team, we worked together to create a label that was kind of uh, St. Louis iconic, you know, not iconic across the country, but for St. Louis to have the flag on it, to have the food pairings, toasted ravioli and uh, pork steaks. And then, uh, you know, to be able to help people by giving back uh, a dollar per case is amazing. But the other thing we get to do, which is great, is working hand in hand with these charities. Charities, a lot of times we get the volunteer and that's just amazing. And you're working with people who have no idea what beer is sometimes, working with little kids and you know providing books or classes for them to be able to see in school and seeing just how excited somebody is to have the basics 
um, kind of grounds you and you're, you know, you have a lot of fun and, uh, we definitely have had a lot of fun here over the years, but there's other moments that you look back on that are rewarding and fun and, uh, you know, working with daycares for people who don't have the means to pay for daycare and building bookshelves and, you know, bring them truckloads of books and just having little kids that don't know you sit in your lap to read to you because they want to be cared for and cared about and being able to provide that along with, you know, making the beer and other people being able to drink it and provide donations by just purchasing the beer is, is amazing. I mean, it's been tremendously rewarding to work with the partners that we've had with Citywide over the years. Yeah, the phrase that always comes to mind with you guys with four hands is the whole package. Like you guys are just trying, you're hitting all the right marks. Like you just, we all want to be balanced individuals. We're trying to be balanced lives. And we also live in a capitalist country where it's like, you know, business first. Well, it's really easy to get in that business first mentality and forget about the other stuff. You guys have always brought back family. You've brought back city, community. Um, and I mean, that led to, that was citywide. Now you're doing, which I believe Kevin told us last time we sat down was the most popular skew in Missouri, perhaps. Yeah, and then you guys, craft wise. craft wise, and then you guys started statewide, which he told us all about too. So you can, you know, how statewide going since I talked to Kevin a few months ago. Yeah. Statewide's still doing great. It's a great beer. And you know, why we started it is an amazing cause, you know, the veterans community project and getting veterans back on their feet and, or, you know, if they haven't gotten to the point where they're homeless or they are homeless, getting them in a house, providing them a stable environment. And then on, on top of that, providing them help. And for me, I, you know, I don't get into politics and drama a lot, but I do like when our citizens of our state or our city or our country work to help each other. And I feel like that's statewide is a perfect example of that. It's an organization that has some help from the government through tax breaks and things like that or whatever. But really, it's about people wanting to help other people. And then, you know, donations to help that happen. Um, and I have a soft spot for veterans and uh, what they've gone through and, you know, and what, what they pro provide for our country. Um, and then also, like, what happens to some of them while they're in or when they, when they get out of the military and making that adjustment um, and seeing it firsthand in my life with some people. It's, it's great to just be part of their organization, to be honest with you. I feel like it's bigger than the beer and it's bigger than us. Um, but anytime we can help, it's amazing. And then once again, it's another opportunity when you when you see it happening and you're seeing people get back on their feet and that that's a possibility and, uh, saving people who defended our country or volunteered to defend our country if they were needed to go from being in dire need to completely back on their feet and, you know, productive the way they would want to be. Wow. It is amazing. I mean, we applaud you guys. It's awesome. It's it's the feel goods and it's the real, it's the it's the same story as whenever you get into a lot of groups of people that people are left behind. And sometimes companies and entities can help pick up the pieces, you know, and that's you guys, you're being that facilitator. All right, before we get to Voltron, we're getting there. You nerds, they're chomping at the bit, I'm telling you. <laughs> And Andy, uh, any uh, projects over the years from Forehands that you want to ask Andy about, or just say that you love, oh, you man. know, maybe I some just, beers. I, this is where I like to. Not everyone knows how. I mean, we've been drinking it for how yeah. long now? What do you got? No, I, I loved hearing all that, like straight from the horse's mouth. Like that's awesome to hear because I've I've been along for the ride the whole way. Like I'm, what got me into it was the bottle art. I, every time there was a new one of those sixteen ounce, I think bottles, or was it twenty maybe? Um, I'd buy, be buy one of those and put it on display in my house. Like I have one of the, the, when you guys had the poster that had like the first probably 50, 60 or I guess arts that were all in like one poster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I have that in my house just cause it's 
it, it, they're amazing. Like, and it's only gotten better when you look at Voltron, honestly, like I've just been a huge fan and admirer of this place for years. And to hear like how you guys are kind of, uh, going community first as well. Like that's, that's amazing. Like my, my 30th birthday party, surprise party was literally right here where we're sitting as well. So it's funny, I funny to look back on surprise. that. Try not to make it, try not to make it about you guys. Um, <laughs> was there a question in there? You were just praising. That was great. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just like five years later. That was five years ago. No, that it's was, all good. that's right on time I, for me. I, I mean, I just, I just wanted to just share my appreciation for all of that. Honestly. And yeah, you want to reciprocate on behalf of four hands. I mean, that was, that was nice. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much nice for the words. support. It's amazing. Great it's, beard. That, happy it's birthday great, again. It's great to be part of it. Definitely happy birthday five years later. <laughs> thank uh, you. Cards probably still in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'll, sure. I'll be here for my next birthday, I guess. All right. Yeah. 40th as well. Say I'm the sell. Sam the Sleeper's not sleeping through this one so far. No, just well, movies. Uh, we, we rate our movies just so you know, because it might help us with other things we rate, a 4.0 scale, like a GPA. And you have a, your own scale. It's a snoring scale. A, sno a snore scale, because he notoriously falls asleep during many things. Tell us how you know Andy over here. Well, I'd just been like, a, a instead of a gym rat, I was like a brewery rat. I would just... Early on, I got connected to like Kevin and, and Andy back in like 2011. Uh, God, that was 12 years ago now. That was it, but, time ago. Uh, the beginning. And then I just moved down the ship out of house. So I was here all the time. Uh, so I just got to know him through that. But, you know, I have a two-year-old, so I don't get in nearly as much. Yeah. So really it was like, and I hung out at the craft beer cellar like as my day job for the most part for six years. So I just got really into craft beer. Uh, you know, I was in, involved even during the stage where I felt like it was really collectible. People would, I'm sure they still do, but it's fallen off a bit. People sell our beer for like years. I just don't see that happening as much anymore. Uh, definitely doesn't happen with IPAs. Mm. But uh, that's how Sam says you shouldn't he sell our IPAs. Just <laughs> no. as a PSA, please do not, do not sell our barley wine, hoppy beers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are best fresh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, does I've that add up, Andy? Like how you guys know each other? Like or, uh, what's it from your perspective? Uh, I feel like it's like this dude rolled uh, in. Like, so like yeah, probably a lot like that. That guy looks pretty friendly, but he keeps staring <laughs> us through the glass. It's kind of like uh, being in an aquarium or a zoo in the early days. Uh, no, good dude and coming in and, you know, a lot of us actually started off in production and bartending because we were such a new company. There wasn't a lot of money going around. Um, so our side hustle was bartending here. And so we got to know a lot of our fans just by bartending. Martin is our director of operations right now. I'm a director of innovation. Uh, Nick Cantor is in sales. Lauren is a graphic artist. All of us bartended. Uh, to right. start, and we still have regulars come in today that we waited on way back then. So, I mean, it, it's you really do you get to know people yeah. across the bar and uh, outside of it, and you know, stopping talking different events, all that kind of stuff. It's really uh, you know, expanded our friend base in general. They did, you guys did in 2016, so I got married in 2016, did like a one off label for us for Team Jakey one year, and it was Incarnation. And it was a dragonfly. I got a dragonfly right there. That's kind of like our our team. I'll call it a mascot. Uh, but they did the label, the incarnation label, with a dragonfly instead. Nice. I don't know. You guys did probably 150 bottles. But that that was like a pivotal point in, in my memory of forehands. Just making an impact all the time. Yeah. Uh, cocktails kind of doing their job, right? Bringing us together, helping yeah. us meet each other, yep. and seeing it over time. All right, you've waited long enough. Getting to know Andy, appreciate getting to know you. I think that context flows right into 
Voltron, Defender of the Universe, 80s Babies. We already said it. Go listen to that episode, that interview with Kevin Limp to find out more about the collaboration. But Andy, we absolutely want to get caught up with you. Um, last time we talked with Kevin, uh, he told us about Volume 1. And I'm, let me make sure I got this right. It's the Gold Lion, right? Is, or is it the Yellow Lion? That's where I, I, like, I did some Googling, and there was like controversy online. I was no like, way no, the no, internet no. It is do that just <laughs> Gold Lion. I think it's the yellow Great. lion. Great. See, I read the wrong one. 50, All right. 50. Yellow lion. Right. had volume one come out, the yellow, the first in the six-part series. Uh, that one was with uh, Narrow Gauge Brewing, yes. I believe. Uh, delicious. So good. I was going to ask you, what's the status? It's been several months since the release. It was so hard to get at the time. Is it even available to get now? What's the status update on volume one? It is not available. It was, uh, we're kind of doing kind of a short burst of these and uh, getting them out there so people get to drink them fresh and uh, just kind of go for it. And uh, volume one is gone as far as I know. We've had a lot of people ask about it, a lot of people checking the usual spots at our you know, local grocery stores, liquor stores, uh, and obviously here. I mean, a lot of us are disappointed that we can't drink it and kind of want to make some more of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is the rumor that there could be a potential of some kind of uh holiday pack as a teaser mm, that may have appreciate uh, that. people who missed volume one or just wanted again to go back to uh maybe combined with a couple other ones maybe something collectible uh don't know all the details don't know if it's 100 so mm. you can uh throw things at me later if i'm wrong you know it's okay and it just gave me a really great idea you need to have you got this great voltron behind you the cardboard court cut out we are recording in video today i mean maybe like taps on like all the body parts <laughs> Maybe not all the oh. body parts. <laughs> but, hey. We're just getting to know it's each your, other, Logan. It's, but, your, uh, it's your guy's brewery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The seventh installment is about to get real weird. <laughs> okay, so volume one the off the shelves, and now we're here in October. And I tell you, this was like, I mean, you guys did a great job from my perspective keeping this under wraps. Volume two, Green Lion is here. I mean, at this point, you've probably said it a lot. Um, we'd love to hear you just talk all about Volume 2. This is your guys' uh, stuff if you want to reference that. But tell us about yeah. Volume 2, the release. And you worked with Southern Grist Brewing, which is located in, someone help me? Nashville. Nashville. In Nashville. Yeah. Uh, we have all sorts of questions about the process here. But let's just start. Tell us about Volume 2. It's here. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're obviously excited about every beer that we put out, but this one's uh, another Voltron. It's amazing. And when we get to do collabs, collabs are always fun with craft breweries. Uh, it's a, a chance to connect. Uh, sometimes you learn, but most of the time you just learn about people and have a good time. Uh, Southern Grist has been amazing to work with uh, and talk to, and they're kind of known for doing a lot of fruity beers. Um, and we're known for doing hoppy beers, so we kind of split the difference on this one. We've got mango, kiwi, uh, and then we did some great hops. We got Nelson Savon, which has like some like Sauvignon Blanc notes to it. It's kind of like a Pinot Grigio kind of uh, flavors. Mosaic, our mosaic is super tropical. Um, we pick it specifically to be that way. A lot of like yellow and orange tropical fruits. Um, that's really good. And then Rawaka, which is a uh, New Zealand uh, hop that also has like great tropical flavors and aromas, just bringing, bringing something in there. It's also like these things are great because you know, a lot of times when you're making beer, it's, you know, it's, it's a balance. You can make super fun beers that you don't make a ton of money on. And then you sometimes, sometimes you have to pay attention to, you know, cost of goods, kind of like an ugly word in creativity. Mm, uh, right. But it's a, it's a real thing and allows you to keep being creative and having fun at your job. Uh, but these kind of things, it's like, it's Voltron. You can't go 
conservative you've got to come out with like the best stuff and great stuff and, th- and stuff that blends together and you know working with other breweries a lot of times you just get there's things that are common in people's brains of like oh yeah those work together and in your head you're like i don't know it's always great to have that collaboration where you, you're doing it and it's it you kind of believe in what they believe in and it's yes. something you haven't done before and that's really what it was like working with you know Jeff at Narrow Gauge, I've known forever, and they make amazing beers. He's an awesome guy. Uh, and Southern Grist is just like, a, it's a new friend uh, and somebody who we really respect their beer and what they're doing. Um, and they have a great scene in Nashville. If anybody's going down there, check it out for sure. Uh, they have a couple of different spots to visit. Um, and remind, just us up, just, they, remind us, if they remind us, sorry to cut you off, remind us if um, they provide the recipe, you're brewing the beer here. Yeah, we work together on the on the recipes. So far, most of the ones for uh, Voltron have been phone and Zoom. There's a lot of like kind of timing wise with our company and their company where we're like crazy busy. Uh, narrow gauge when we were going through there's a Jeff. He was moving his whole facility from the from a basement brewery uh, to their their above ground in a new building, complete new build out. Uh, had to have everything out of the old building. Like, it's just crazy nut stuff going on. Mm. Um, so, it, you know, it's not traditionally you, you'll talk on the phone a couple times, you'll go to where it's going to be brewed, you hang out for the day. For us, we kind of got to the point to where, you know, the brewing process is going to happen. So, you know, whoever a collab comes in, they just, they, they help out for a little bit and then we go find something fun to do. You know, we've got like four mini bikes outside in our shipping container, you, you know, rip those around town, go to different bars or restaurants. Uh, after that, when we're not driving mini bikes anymore and, uh, you know, catch a concert or do something fun, crazy. That's just like hanging out more than, uh, work. Um, but I mean, it's just, just a lot of fun. That's awesome. And Andy, you've been to Southern Grist. Yeah. I went a couple of years ago. Um, I, buddy that lived in Nashville recommended it and we we hit it up and they, yeah we had a few good do they specialize in in sours if I'm not mistaken they do a lot of sours a lot of fruited beer okay. they, yeah that I was kind of it opened kind of opened my world to that like I had not been down for that much and, and initially I was kind of like you know these are these are different but it it, it, it I don't feel like up a, a whole new window honestly see a lot of fruited beers here yeah it was different it was different for sure but I I, I mean I, I loved it and what I Three-fourths of, uh, of this one I've had so far is, is just as good. Great segue. I wanted to say we haven't even reacted, right? Let's react to this beer. Cheers, right? We're Cheers. having one right yeah. now. We got volume two here in hand. I mean, I love you describing it while I'm drinking it. I'm like, this is the fanciest afternoon I've had in a while. Like, this guy's describing my drink to me. Like, this is like, this is really it's nice. fresh. Yeah. And, and those flavors, I mean, I, it's like hard to know if they're all hitting or if one's hitting, it, but it's delicious. Yep. I don't know, Sam. Go ahead, react. What do you got? It's it's an excellent beer. I mean, I just like the first one with Narrow Gauge. I knew when you partnered with them, it was going to be a a knockout beer immediately. This is I've never been to uh, that brewery in Nashville, but I never was a big fruited beer guy. Uh, the only one I can ever think of is like New Gla- uh, New Glarus. Always had like their well known raspberry. Yeah, and that's like the only fruited beer I can think of in my head. But I just haven't had a lot of them. But I could see where. There's some nuances. It's a, it's a heavily fruited IPA. Um, yeah. It's excellent, though. Um, and so, what was the hop? Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Mosaic, Rawaka, and Nelson Savon. I, I feel like I can always pick out a Mosaic IPA. It's like one of my favorite IPAs. That's, a, that's narrow gauge. I, right. I love the juiciness of it, and it sounds cliche and like a pun because yeah. it has uh, puree in it. 
and, ju- and fruit in it, <laughs> but there's like a, a nice acidity to it. Mm-hmm. You get the hops, but there's not there's not bitterness. It's a very much a hazy, juicy mm-hmm. IPA where hops are in there, and a lot of people get thrown off by hops because they think of bitterness and hops. They've been kind of programmed by the big breweries yeah. that say different things about triple hop. A lot of marketing you know, slang is thrown out there. But today's IPAs, especially hazy IPAs, we're not adding any hops at a point in the in the process that bring out those alpha acids that give the bitterness. So, you know, we'll, before we add any hops, we cool our wort down, which is basically sugar water when you're making beer. Uh, the sugar is pulled from grains. We cool them down below 180 degrees. So they're, they're pulling out the essential oils for flavor and aroma, but it's not pulling out the bitterness uh, that you would get in what people think of hops. So there's a ton of hops in this, but it's not hoppy. They're there and you get taste and aroma, but uh, it's really juiciness. I mean, it almost looks like juice. Yeah. And, and tastes a lot like juice. So. You're right. It has like I know there are hops there, but that juice is forward. There's good flavor. You know, it's 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 one of those beers that, like you said, not familiar with the beers. Maybe you've had some certain conceptions about IPAs. This is a beer you got to try because yeah. it's it's gonna it, it tastes different. It just tastes yeah. different. Yeah, and it's it's more approachable for people thinking of fruit. Than an IPA, I don't think they, if you didn't tell them there was hops in it and you just told them there's a bunch of different fruits, I don't know if people would know mm-hmm. in general. And it's, it's fun to make those kind of beers because you're just broadening horizons for people and, and kind of, it's what we've been doing in craft beer for a long time, for the last almost 12 years at Four Hands. You know, we, we went from starting our tasting room and people asking us what tastes, what tastes a lot like whatever beer they've been drinking their whole life, whatever mass produced lager they want. Mm-hmm. So now looking for specific, specific beers, specific styles. And you still get some of those people, especially downtown. We're located right next to Bush Stadium. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, you get people that come in and they're just looking for parking. And then they try a lager or a Pilsner that we make. Or, you know, one of our first approachable beers was a Blondale with Jasmine called Single Speed, which we still make. Um, and people's it, you, you can almost see their eyes open sometimes to something that you're passionate about. And then seeing people become more passionate about it over years is great. And I feel like this is one of those beers that can do it for people who are just huge Voltron fans and not IPA fans and they try it. I think they'll be really impressed and, you know, they'll really like it for the juiciness factor. Yeah. And now, and you're also getting it from the other side. Like I'm an IPA beer drinker. I, I, I like Voltron. I was a Power Rangers kid. Like we talked about this before we talked, you know, it's, I'm, I'm getting closer to Voltron now and learning, man, to find out, you know, we talked about this in the first episode, but Voltron's born in St. Louis and there's all these ties to the creativity behind that, how it got started. And then here we are, you know, I mean, 30 plus years later, um, with a collaboration like this, I, I told this to Andy earlier. I feel like that for me, the kid version of putting Voltron together was Power Rangers, putting the the Megazord out of the box. I got the green one, mm-hmm. I got the red one. That feeling has come back new to me with these beers. Like uh, Volume One, I'm happy. Part of me is the collector in me. I guess I didn't <laughs> oof, learning all about myself this this week. The collector in me got that Volume One. I got an unopened one on the shelf. I'm like like my grandma with the cokes but like man i'm like it's like i don't want to open it and i'm thinking about that two sitting next to it that three coming in and let's just talk about the artwork uh, i'm so amazed by the artwork andy the giggler said it um tell us about working i'm gonna do a two-parter here for you mix in a question from scotty scoop uh, my my part of the question is what's it been like working with nbc universal you know, we, we, it was still kind of new when Kevin was talking to us. So I kind of want to get caught up on like how it's been working with them to get these cans approved. They look amazing. And then Scotty's question was, what other kind of merch and swag and stuff can we look <laughs> forward to? 
Yeah, I don't know all the answers on the on the swag. I know glasses and shirts, uh, obviously, and I'm sure we'll we'll come forward for some more things. Um, as far as working with NBC Universal, for me, it's super easy. I don't really have to work with them hardly at all, except for you know providing whatever information that Lauren Shirk and uh, Josh Rowan, uh, graphic artist and artist, uh, needed. They're the ones that really worked intimately and hand in hand uh, with NBC Universal. I think it was you know a lot of ways that from listening to them, it's kind of cool from their standpoint to, to see how it's done on that level and how big it is. And also kind of seeing on that level, like they've never done anything like this before. They don't usually work with a brewery. They don't know the proper or what steps they want to take. Not so much the proper steps, but like what steps they want to take in certain areas. Um, so it's been really cool. It's been a learning experience uh, for them. I think, you know, it's a, there's obviously a workload there. They do a lot of work going back and forth. Um, but for us, we're just constantly bugging them, you know, are we approved? It's reviews. So we can make like another beer. Can we, yeah. They review every step of the process and, and we're just, we just want to put the next beer out every time, you know, we're just one track mine. We're excited. We've been talking about it. We've been talking to the other brewery about it. We want to taste it. And, you know, the, the excitement hasn't gone away with me. That's a cool thing. Like, even though it's two and, you know, we just narrowed down what three is going to be. I was one of those kids that watched Voltron. I'm old enough to where, like, it was a cartoon that I thought was the best cartoon, you know. And I was of the era of, like, G.I. Joe, He-Man, like, those those kind. And Voltron was, like, amazing. And then over the years, I've just been sitting there thinking, like, how is Transformers so popular and Voltron's not back you know, or why isn't, why isn't Voltron even mentioned? Everybody just talks about Transformers, Transformers, Transformers. And I was like, there's so many similarities there. And Voltron did it first. It was amazing. Um, and kind of waiting, like, when is, you know, when is it going to happen? And then hearing Netflix is going to relaunch or launch uh, a new version of it uh, is exciting. But I, I feel like this is like justification of years of me being like, you don't understand. You don't understand that Voltron is great but like there was there was i mean not voltron the transformers was great but voltron was there and like it, it pre-existed before transformers and it was amazing and the concept's slightly different but uh you're still coming together to make one big machine uh, well, just so you know folks like you scotty scoop i think kevin even um a, a lot of other people i can think of just stood up out of their chairs and applauded i think like they were with <laughs> you they could feel that because I, I can I can just see that mentality like tra like Transformers is coming out. You're like, we already did this and we crushed it. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah. And now we're back. I'll tell you, Jeremy Correy from Cool Fire Studios, he got to work on the early production with Voltron, uh, with Ted Coppler. And uh, obviously a lot of this started with the discussions and partnerships with, with Bob Coppler and his restaurant and working with you guys. But, um, you know, I, Jeremy would agree, you know, this is something special. And now it's kind of brought back to the forefront. And. How fun to do it with beer cans. Um, really, really exciting. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Okay, so we got one of Scotty's questions in here. He had another one. When it came to assigning uh, brews to different breweries, what are the qualifications for these breweries? How did you choose them? Was there an application? Are they just friends that you were like, I'm just going to reach out to my top my top 10 friends first? And it was maybe like one in each state. Maybe a little bit about the strategy there. It was, it was definitely kind of spreading it out across the country uh, as far as brewery goes, but really it's somebody you want to work with and you're excited about it. And we couldn't do all local breweries. Like we're really, we're friends with a lot of people. And it's like, it's one of the times where it's hard because you have something that you're so excited about and you think they'd be excited about it, but you can't share it with everybody mm -hmm. you want to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we picked, you know, some people are friends and some people we didn't even really know that well that just made beer that we really respected in different places and opportunity for us to, you know, make something fun, meet new people and, and learn from them and kind of pull from what they do well. Uh, Cause we're always trying to get better. You, you know, there's, there's not a lot of ego here. It's about, you know, teamwork and figuring out how to make things better and taste better get people excited about it. Um, and I think that's kind of where it came. It was a kind of like a group effort to throw some names out there and things that we want to come out with and who we want to work with. Um, um, and then the beers are individual basis. It's really a conversation that we have with each brewery and, uh, you know, some make more sense than others. Uh, and, you know, we haven't figured out the last two yet, but I mean, narrow gauge, uh, we're trying, you know, different yeast, but, really kind of something that's both in our ballpark of, you know, kind of a hazy IPA uh, with some amazing hops and uh, a good Kickstarter for Voltron of uh, something we're both really strong at and known for. And then for volume two at Southern Grace, like we talked about, like fruit forward uh, brewery and really wanted to get to know, like, cause they just come up with insane combinations all the time. And it's, it's one of those things where you just look at them and you're like, how did they come up with a new one? How'd they even think of that? Um, and then next is hot butcher and we told him three was volume three is hot butcher okay hot butcher and where where are they hot that's, that's the brewery. chicago that's the brewery yeah in chicago that, that's, that's the brewery okay uh and we and what color's next can you tell us that i believe it's black black okay okay which is i think the big boy that's the big lion i think not a hundred percent i just saw like a mock-up something yeah, that, that was kind of my question is if if you guys affiliated like the colors with the as respective breweries or if that's just to be determined or just i think that's it's been more like kevin and lauren working you know together to figure yeah. out colors for which just, beers do, are coming do those beers get dis- are they are these beers distributed to those cities in general or is it just happenstance that hey if you can get it distributed there it will be if not you're, you're basically are your pool of breweries in cities that you just currently distribute or not almost everything is sold here okay yeah um except for you know and what beer has been shipped out is just for breweries to drink so far for the most part gotcha okay. and uh there may be that opportunity coming in the future but right now it's been almost all st louis and volume one disappeared so fast we didn't feel right sending it out of st louis to kind of take care of our our you know, fan base Thank from you. the beginning. Yeah, here. we appreciate it <laughs> uh, for sure. And I know Kevin mentioned like there's like a delivery company like out in the Pacific Northwest that you guys work with. Yeah, Tavor. Tavor. Uh, and so people they're, can, they're will that pl- be available again for this volume two or was that more of just a volume one so far? Can't commit for sure on that one. Sure. Uh, talking to Mario who handles those logistics, but it's always good to look. If you're not from this area and you can't get our beer, um, we do distribute to other states, you know, Iowa, Minnesota, uh, Tennessee and and a few other ones, but if you can't find it and you're in the Pacific Northwest or something like that, Tavor is a great place to look to to get beers. They usually, you know, kind of hand pick exciting beers and and ask breweries to send them to them uh, and check out. So it's a it's a good chance to get beers that aren't in your area. Um, thank you. That's great because I'm I do think about these breweries and you're, you're saving some for them. You're helping out the breweries that you're working with, right? Just like for them yeah. to drink and enjoy. Yeah. They're not getting really to sell it just yet. Like there's exactly. not the volume. Yeah. Quite. But like that's obviously like becomes like maybe a, a goal that's in the background of like all right, let's see. It's everything's a market test now. Everything that you have like these six beers that you're just going to be out in the, the world. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. If we were so excited, there'd be an insane amount of pressure. There's a finite time that we're given as, with our contract with NBC Universal uh to get everything done mm. and the first one you know we didn't want, know what we were getting into from an approval process and so it took a lot longer than what we thought it would uh so then we were like kind of more behind the eight ball but you don't just want to you don't want to just pump them out 
you know you 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 want people to be able to get excited about each one like this way we get excited yeah. about each one well in the limited the limited runs i mean it's getting me you know there's you can't help but that that feeling of like man there's not that many out there these cans look insane okay like if you're really thinking about this you definitely want to try to get your hands on them uh, Sam, I want to turn to you, man. What questions, thoughts you got for Randy so far? I, I want to talk about, like, on the flip side of a collaboration. This is a collaboration that's mostly under forehands, you know, the helm. Have, has there been a collaboration with another brewery in another state or another city that you were like, that was awesome, or that, you know, the beer ended up really great, only you guys got it, no one else in St. Louis saw it? Yeah, I mean, there's been a, a ton, there's a lot like that if they're not local that we do. And that's a great thing about collabs is, you're making you're usually making beers that are possibly better than the ones you normally make you kind of loosen up the budget a lot of times mm-hmm. um that's a lot of fun it's hard for me to pick out like a a favorite necessarily um i think from experience wise just you know uh being able to go out of state and go to different breweries and check them out in general is a lot of fun. But yeah. it's hard, yeah. it's hard yeah. to go to launch. I, I want to go to launch parties out of state that's is what, what I'm thinking. I'm like, let's get there. He made it sound like the collaboration isn't so much work as it is just like in, a, in uh, experience. So is, is there a brewery you can name that was like, that was a freaking blast going out there? I think experience-wise and uh, kind of like a matriarch of, of craft was Stone for a long time. And when Mitch Steele was still oh, there, yeah. he's with New Realm now, but... Before Mitch left, we we got to go out there and we did a collaboration with them in Bale Breaker, which is basically a, a brewery born out of a field where they grow hops by a family that grows hops. Um, doing a collab with them was amazing because it's you know it's such a an ingredient that you're constantly chasing for amazing quality, but mm-hmm. also new. Um, but being with them at Stone and just seeing the massive production scale of Stone and is that West Coast, and, right? Yeah, and learning from Mitch. I mean, for me, it was more Mitch than Stone that I was excited about and being able just to have a car ride with him and just me and him and talk about things like on the real uh, for somebody who's been in the business for so long and has seen the Hayek success and made the beers that were the most popular. And then, you know, getting to the point was, you know, a lot of times when breweries get big, it's uh, a lot of things come in from marketing sales um, and pressure. And, you know, I'm not saying it was Stone, but you know, I've seen a lot of bigger breweries and I've tasted their beers over the years and you see like, okay, they don't put as much hops in as mm-hmm. they used to because the budget's different and they start thinking and you save a pound and when you're this big, a pound per batch is a mm-hmm. lot kind of thing. But Mitch was just, you know, really open and, and honest about the business. Um, and I learned a lot from him in that experience. And I think that's why I, I appreciate that collab and then the bail breaker guys are hilarious and funny and goofy yeah. and uh stones ipas uh, drink a lot of those doing all that kind of stuff <laughs> so you know, you know the experience for me on that one was more uh, a personal and you know professional one of learning uh more than the beer and excitement but you know other times like going to columbia and hanging out with the log boat guys is oh, always yeah. fun and and crazy and uh really any anybody you don't have a lot of people in this industry that you don't want to hang out with and it'd be really bad if you're in the business of making beer and people don't want to have a beer with you. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't want to talk to them. You're yeah. doing something. It generally wrong. doesn't work out. Too yeah. Well. That's what's great about collabs. You know, like, yeah, you, I've, you, met, you I've met thousands of people in this industry and I won't name anybody's name, but there's probably like one person like, I just don't want to hang out with that person. Yeah. Uh, and, Right it, I mean, you you can't find another. Which one? You Which can't one find another. Is it you, Sam? You can't find another industry like that. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I brought him today. <laughs> yeah. well, you so, can hear. You, you it, can was hear. The, it was on my writer. 
Yeah, there's no Fuji water. Sam's Set here. Oh, M&M's, no Sam. This is, uh, Make a note. Uh, don't forget the writer. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, could have made way more professional. What's the, what's the thread count on this napkin? <laughs> <laughs> we're, well, hopefully we'll get you there. We're, we're, that, we're, we're all that big where you'll have your own writer to, to get this interview locked down how you want. I hope not. I'm pretty sure my brothers would take care of me if I ever was that big. That's good. Too big <laughs> yeah, is they, a problem. They would ground me. Um, well, you can hear a lot of our questioning. Like we all, like we're our producers in some sense of the word, and like to see things get done, either whether it's an event or a podcast episode or a poster. Um, and collaboration is like, man, especially for us folks that are working in the in-between and, and, and not, not just in an office in a big business. It's like, oh, we're working with this company. I'll send an email. We got somebody on it. No, most for the most part, I picture these meetings. The doers are the ones at the meetings. There's accountability and trust, and it's fun. It's well, like you said, personal and professional. But when we're at a meeting, I picture these things at least being, you know, keep it tight, keep it moving, stay focused on what's important and move it to the next block. Don't get caught up in the weeds. There's a lot of players, too many cooks. These are phrases that come to mind when you think about collaborations. You guys, from our perspective, are making it look easy. Yeah, I mean, we're having fun. Every conversation is longer than it would be if you're, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who's selling you something, uh, that conversation is about facts. And when you're talking to another brewer, it's it's educational, but in a fun way, you know, when you're learning things from other people or, you know, stories pop up or, you know, like, especially in smaller craft breweries growing up, there's a lot of like hiccups from people doing silly stuff. Uh, and you hear those stories or, you know, stories about things that are happening to them or their brewery. Um, it's available, you know, it, it, it's, it's friendship and catching up and then, oh yeah, we need to like come up with like a crazy beer that everybody's excited about and we want to drink. Yeah. Um, and after more and more so years, not, you get better at it. Yeah. It's not an afterthought, but it's, it's definitely, um, there's multiple things going on at the same time and, and really friendship and, uh, learning are right there with developing the beer. Well, how many times are you talking with like a good friend that's smart and you guys are kind of going down the rabbit hole and you have a laugh and you go, that was fun. There's always that part right after where you go, well, you know what we should do is, and it's always that. And I feel like Voltron, man, this was a brainchild and it seemed like a couple people's heads. Here we are bringing our team back into focus. Volume two is here. Volume three is coming. Most important question for folks. How do they get their hands on it? This podcast episode is going to drop within a week. How do people get their hands on it now and in the near future? Yeah, obviously, uh, first place to go is either the brewery downtown where we are right now or our new Chesterfield location located in the hub out in Chesterfield. Congrats. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. It's it's an awesome spot. And uh, I love coming downtown and I live in the county, but like being able to go out there, I mean, the spot's great. There's huge TVs. Um, there's great food. Uh, and there's an outside experience. There's an inside experience. Um, and it's great. It's great to see that part of Chesterfield kind of reviving with the factory and then us there now. And there's, in the uh, district. yeah, in the district. And then, um, there's, there's a couple other great places. We'll have a, a collab coming out of that. Hopefully in the near future, uh, Paul, our brewer, Paul Stomach, uh, made his first beer for Chesterfield, uh, which is an amazing beer. It's a uh, thialized yeast and galaxy hops. So it's a, it's a lager with a, with a great, uh, fruit flavor, aroma, kind of a little bit of dankness, but not like when we talked about with hazies, it's not bitter hoppy. It's just like all the fruit flavor uh, oh, and, and aroma. Yeah. That one's been out for a little bit. We launched that when we launched, uh, the opening of Chesterfield called 
Blanking on the name. Oh no! Because <laughs> it's so new. It's so new. Space related. Space related. It was just there. Hey, quick! You got your phone, Sam. Something Galaxy. The beer is called Quantum Gravity. We wanted to congratulate That's- you while we were here on the Chesterfield location. A huge milestone. A big project that I know that you guys have blood, sweat, and tears put into for over the years. Um, you've already been out there, Giggler. Tell us yes. about your experience as a fan, as like yeah. a as a beer drinker. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, uh, went there for my in-laws' birthday, both born on the same day. So we hit up there, had a few beers. Um, I wish I would have tried that one because the way he described it is exactly right up my alley. Um, but yeah, it, it was it's an awesome space, and it's a high point that's in there too. High point, yeah, it's burgers the, and other other food, yeah, great outdoor yeah. outdoor space is really cool. And there's also a, just an awesome, like comfortable indoor space, like exactly like up here. That kind of reminds me, like that you just you just want to hang out in and have ten beers. And what we're hearing is Voltron Volume 2, currently you could get it at the District Chesterfield location, here at the downtown LaSalle Park location. Yeah. This is this is where you're getting it right now. And, and your you know, local grocers, check those out. Uh, local liquor stores, beer shops, places you normally get our beer. Um, definitely check out for it. Okay, perfect. And did we find out the beer name? I did not. It's okay. Good thing we're not live. I'll yeah. just cut it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's embarrassing. It's delicious. No, no it's, I can already tell you that. I haven't even had it yet. The brewer's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up with every you other mother, constellation. Like, unbelievable. Galaxy. You're telling me you're on the podcast to talk about the beers and you forgot the name of the beer. Thank you very much. Oh, you have too many, too. That's the, that's what it is at Forehands. You get so many oh. with the seltzers. Over the years, what is... Uh, Thialized. I want to say theolized. Thialized. Thialized is a, a new term for me. Yeah, it's a new technique used uh, for genetically modifying yeast to get more aroma and flavor from yeast. Generally, with a lot of beers in our house trains, you we we get sugar and CO two are the two things that we're we're getting out of it, and then the malt and the hops and the other things are providing the flavor. This is kind of a, a new uh, idea that a couple of uh, people have made, including Omega, who we've used their yeast uh, for our thialized beers, um, where they're they're modifying yeast strains that have already existed to uh, produce fruit in mm. kind of like uh, fruity and floral and different esters that give you flavor and aroma from hops. And isn't the thialized yeast, do you guys have like a Missouri or St. Louis tie that you guys have used on volume one, I think even perhaps? Uh, yeah, Omega is the company that we use. They're, yeah. they're based in Illinois. Uh, one of the owners lives next door to Kevin. Oh. Uh, and one of their sales reps used to be a brewer in St. Louis. Um, and they've off- opened a coffee shop in the Central West End um, where they're doing some new fun things with coffee, too. Um, so that's kind of the connection uh, with it. There's St. Louis ties to a company who's not based nice. necessarily in St. Louis, but a lot of St. Louis ties. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had the incarnation they did with Dialyzed, and I was like, what is this? Oh, but it was great. All right, we have a few other questions for you. They're more broad more personal, a little bit more big picture as we wrap it up. Any other questions from the team on Voltron? Volume one's here. Volume two is here. Get it while you can. And volume three is coming soon. All the collaborations. You can follow Four Hands Brewing on social media. You can find them at, uh, help me with your website, fourhandsbrewingcompany.com, fourhandsbrewingco.com. You Google Four Hands Brewing, four you're going to find it. Yeah, fourhandsbrewery.com. fourhandsbrewery.com, yeah. Perfect. Go check it out. You can find it there. Um, anything else you want to share about Voltron before we leave it? 
Yeah, definitely. The, go out and get two. It's amazing. Uh, three will be coming down the, the line with Hot Butcher. It's going to be kind of a new old school West Coast IPA. Uh, some fun hops. Uh, Southern Cross, uh, which is a New Zealand hop. Uh, Simcoe, which is a throwback to like traditional West Coast hops, kind of like citrus piney notes. Um, and then Azaka, which has some tropical notes to it. So it should be amazing too. We're going to dump a ton of hops in uh, to that one. So get get two and then get ready for three and then we'll keep you posted on four, five and, and everything else coming out. And I guess six is what you call. Yeah. And that would be the last thing I'll ask. Any We asked Kevin this too and he didn't really have anything for us yet because we were even, you know, at volume one. Anything else coming together on this Voltron beer? Like any details about can, labels, any differentiators? I mean, everyone's going to push you guys on that the whole time. Yeah, you just got to stay tuned and go check it out. Pick right, it up. That's, it. Yeah. that's a great tease. This yeah. guy knows this is a professional right you here. Can't know until you, you see him. You, you should. Yeah. You should get into politics. I know you're not. <laughs> you, you would nail it. I mean, even <laughs> even I have a volume one in my refrigerator saved, and it's the only beer that my wife is not allowed to touch. That's it. it that's the it, first it, time I like, ever just, kept just, one closed. Just been hold, like, holding one. Just. I'm telling you, I've never done that before. Like, I, I think I may have kept one well spent beer after our first event with them. I was like, this was a personal mm. thing. This was the first like public thing. I was like, I'm pretty invested with it. But like, I want to keep this. Yeah. So, you know, there's something special about it. I got it. some seven year old incarnations bottled. If you want to try one of those, so, like, oh, man. Five <laughs> good lord, right they're just exploding at this point. Yeah, five of those. Babies. Yeah. All right, Andy, we've taken a lot of your time. The last few uh, questions for you. This is stuff that we ask all of our folks. Um, you know, we have a segment on our show we call "What You Watching." Uh, we've changed it. Andy doesn't even Giggler doesn't even know this yet. We've changed it to "What You Sharing." It's a better fit. It's also a lot more inclusive. You know. Sorry, blind people, like our fault. Like, yeah. man, what you watching? Like, it just went right over the head. It's really always been about the experience of us individuals. Whatever has actually made a mark and actually is worth a remark. Um, could be a TV show, a movie, could be a book, could be a song, concert. Um, anything special you've experienced recently that you'd recommend to our folks? And we'd love for you to rate it on a 4.0 scale. Oh, that's a hard one because I've pretty much stayed out of everything. Uh, and Except for the stuff that you're experiencing. Uh, uh, get, <laughs> Voltron on Netflix is kind of my new thing that I'm into, to be honest with you. Perfect. I got hooked on it, and I know we're talking about it, so it sounds bad, but a lot of the other no, stuff I watch, good. no one <laughs> wants to know what I'm watching on YouTube, and a ton of it is YouTube, or if it's content that's social media, I generally I only want to see like amazing places or pictures on Instagram. Or if anybody's going to talk about politics, I want them to make fun of both parties and everything that goes along with it. I don't want to hear any of the negativity or I don't want anybody's opinion on it. Uh, I am thinking about running for vice president, though. I haven't announced it yet. I'm probably announcing it right here. I don't think anybody's ever announced a right for vice president. Uh, I just wanted to do that because no one's done it before. And uh, we, you have our vote. I have yeah, no man. idea who would be president, though. But I, I feel like, it here I don't first. know. <laughs> I had, my research on you was pretty clean. Granted, it was about six hours yesterday, I, but that was it. But nothing, yeah. nothing. I'm voting. You got yeah, my vote. I, I appreciate it. I mean, I have a, no real platform or views. I just figure like I'm scary enough to the general public uh, that they wouldn't want to hurt the president, and uh, that makes me a good vice president. Well, and you were on between <laughs> two Firkins. Point. Yes. Between Two Firkins, Firkins is a show that he was on. Obviously a parody of the hilarious yeah. Zach Galifianakis show and later a movie, Between Two Ferns. This is, I, I, what's, what's the, who, tell us how you got involved with that. That was like a 2020 video One of our you did. former interns, Josh, who was working for Brick River Cider at the, uh, at the time, and he's moved on, but it was him. He's a genius. He's the host. 
He's 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 amazing in general. He's a great person. He's hilarious. It was uh, very funny. He was one of the first people to just rock our eating challenges. We have like a it's voluntary but suggested uh, eating challenge for new people when they come, or then after people have done one, they can just decide to do one and see how much of they can eat, and then we put it on a, a board downstairs. But he uh, was kind enough when he was an intern, an unpaid intern, uh, to do mixed surf and turfs. Uh, or I did quarter pounders with fish fly patties and tartar sauce on them. Mix surf and tartar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, also when uh, early on in the company when I didn't have a card to expense things. So I spent $70 on eight mix surf and turf. Uh, and he just housed them. He smoked it. He crushed it. He did an amazing job and finished them super fast and was like in good spirits, you know, about the whole thing. And then. Uh, between two Ferkins was his opportunity to get me back for sure because he had some old, cold mixed surf and turfs oh. and uh, one for me to eat. And I was like, I, I, I like took a bite. And I'm like, this is absolutely gross, cold. Me too. When you did it, I was uh, like, this is making me nauseous. And this is Ferkins? We're not saying Merkins? Between two Ferkins okay. with an Different F. show. Yeah, Ferkins is uh, a, 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 a traditional five... vessel for serving beer like a, instead of a keg. It oh. would be pressurized in it and they were made of like little wood barrels essentially to begin with and now they're stainless steel um and we use them as a fun way to make some of our beers more exciting or to come up with something new and just kind of trial it and let people try it um but there are people who actually serve beer in a traditional way there it's it's less carbonated um and they have like a pump to pump it out um i'm not sure if they still do but civil life had one mm-hmm. at, at one point where they did it so that's kind of the play on words of, of ferkins as an actual uh, beer term i hope he still doing it keeps it going it was really funny but he, ha- he hasn't and i thought about reaching out to him and just like what's next you can tell like, him he got the it, folks got, from most got... superheroes loved it it was i think it was it played really well it was like five minutes and i was actually laughing like not, not fake laughing i was alone so. it, it was great and it wasn't just me there was other other brewers that were there uh, steve Prider from second shift's hilarious oh, yeah. and he was there and you know josh pushes the envelope a little bit uh, which made it even funnier and more uncomfortable for some people. Um, Jake from Civil Life was there. Florian from Urban Chestnut was uh, there. So the, all those clips are still out there. I know they're on YouTube uh, for sure. I'm not sure where you found yeah, it. Yeah, YouTube. It was yeah, YouTube. I'll be checking that out. All right, so do this for me. Rate the Voltron series on Netflix on the 4.0 scale. That's what you've been watching? Or have you been watching the original Voltron? Uh, I've been watching the original with my daughter. Who's Rate them both. And... Uh, nostalgia plays a strong role it's real hard it's also hard i figured out watching the original to compare it to newer cartoons because you're uh, you think it's like not only is the the quality of the picture not as good but also like society's changed so much she wants so much information so fast um so uh 12 year old andy gives voltron a four nice uh and andy now probably gives it like a 3.9 Wow, still up there. Uh, still, up. still up there. And I think That's a good show. I, th- is I think a right lot now. of that is watching my eight-year-old watch it and just like her questions and excitement about it. And you're, it's, you know, the thing with kids, a lot of times it's like watching it through your eyes or their eyes. Yeah. And for me, it's like I got the opportunity to experience it. And then, you know, now I'm getting the experience to see her watch it and how excited she is about it and how she's drawing parallels to things, cartoons she's seen before. Um and, and and the excitement. I mean, for her, it's probably a four. I love it. Um, yeah. we, wow. uh, Scott, uh, Scott always brings his kids' ratings into it too. We love that. That's great. Yeah, and it's I mean, she's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's excited about 
going to bed because she gets to watch Voltron. Right. That's the time. Which is pretty amazing. And did you watch the new one? I've watched some of the new ones. I just started getting into it like three days ago, actually. I liked it. I think it's it's good. I only saw like four episodes, though. But I I, I was was pretty disappointed that I didn't know about it earlier. Kind of thing. It's like nine uh, seasons. Yeah. It's the, like, I was like, oh, this has been out for a minute. I didn't know about it when we announced this project and I was so excited. I mean, we talked earlier like about how it started and I was like, to be honest with you, Kevin came into the office and said it was a possibility and I kind of blacked out. <laughs> I was like so excited and like, I, I was like, eyes glazed over. Yeah. Way back, right back to being 12. And it's like, all I can think about is like, holy cow, I cannot You're believe. bringing this to me. You're bringing this project to me and yeah, I get like, to work on it. And looking around the office and some people, you know, are younger and they have no idea what's going on. And Kevin and I and a couple other people are just like, you know, blown away. We've got a lot of, we've had a lot of great opportunities and opportunities to meet celebrities and things like that uh, through being here. Athletes, you know, working with Tim Parker has been amazing. Mm. Uh, That kind of stuff. But like, it's, it's hard to beat what you're excited about as a child. And I just, I just felt like Will Ferrell when he got hit with a tranquilizer and like, Holy cow! <laughs> Voltron. Like Kevin was talking, Voltron. but it was all slow. Mo- it was all slow motion to me, oh, and yeah. I was just trying to process crazy. Voltron while he was going into details. And like, you're crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, I thought Kevin was crazy, and we we're like, you know, going back and trying to gather facts later because I was just so excited. That yeah, we need another. You're like, meeting. I didn't listen to anything you said. I blacked out. Yeah. yeah, I have this thing when I get excited at work about products. I get like goosebumps and like when he first said it i had goosebumps immediately about yeah. how exciting it is. and then i was like it's not really gonna happen it's not really gonna happen tell him try and talk myself down in case it didn't go through all the way just because of like all the steps and everything um and there's a lot of times where we've been excited about things here and then like, you're like eh, that doesn't make sense for this reason or that or that reason so i tried to temper my excitement but right. I, you have a list of 100 things I like maybe ran we ran home and told my children like <laughs> you guys don't even understand how cool this is <laughs> right this is about to happen um i have one more question for you then we'll start saying goodbyes giggler anything else you got for andy bergio all right we're a we're a movie and film podcast so we got we can't stray too far from that and this is a ah, don't put us in a box technically a sequel <laughs> beer so what give us a, a sequel that you've enjoyed recently normally they fall flat on their face but I will, I will say this i had Probably ten of the volume ones, or maybe ten to fifteen, and one of these. And one I, I say this one's not going to be considered a bust <laughs> by I, anybody. And then really, technically, it's almost like a Voltron reboot, even. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What sequel is your question? Was what sequel recently? Yeah, or your favorite all time? Recently, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, that's hard. Usually, sequels are bad. I usually. can't even think of mine. So, so they're part uh, of a trilogy. So it's really hard. <laughs> uh, little kid Andy loved uh, Rockies. Uh, a lot of Stallone movies. Oh, yeah. I was just like a, a little child meathead, I guess. Yeah. Uh, first Blood and a Three was terrible. Second was okay. I, really, the, the, it doesn't qualify. Rocky II is pretty good. I don't know. It does like, uh, like Jay and Silent Bob and Ball oh, Rats yes. and Chasing Amy. Do those sure. all qualify? That would be it. Second from, installment. That, that doesn't that, even need to be a sequel. That, that, that would be for me. Clerks? Yeah, Clerks was... Just like iconic, and like listening to podcasts recently, and and listening to how Kevin Smith made no money on that movie is like insane to me. Insane. It was like no budget, brilliant movie, hilarious. So good. Uh, crying. Gra- I'm watching a groundbreaking, <laughs> and like some of the more subtleties in Mallrats and Chasing Amy and stuff like that. That you know, it's not beat your. Some of it beats you over the head, and some of it's not. But uh, just complete joy to watch that. It's a great answer. Sam the Sleeper, what you got? 
You know, it's uh, I'm in I'm here as a guest of one of my favorite podcasts and one of my favorite breweries. I just have to know when will Sam be drinking a four hands, mostly superheroes collaboration beer. <laughs> well, I won't lie. The very first time I had Kevin in the studio, I planted that seed, and I'm we'll plant it again with you, and maybe it will really Keep planting. Happen. I mean, I could be cheesy and political because I'm going to run for uh, vice president and yeah. say, like, isn't Voltron kind of a collaboration <laughs> beer? Uh, but really, that's a – and then also it's a Kevin decision, not a me decision. Mm. But I can say I will champion the uh, collab. Well, I'll and, tell you. I'll and tell you. I'll keep pushing them. Okay. We have our uh, own uh, in-house designer. She's fantastic. She's also really hot. <laughs> My best friend. <laughs> and she could, we know we could be a real collab. I'm telling you. Does she know you speak of her this way? Oh, she knows. And okay. she's, I mean, hopefully she's grateful. This is, this is a real highlight yeah. of Carrie right now, for sure. Yeah. Shout out Carrie. I mean, we got our, we got our brand. We're actually not a big deal on that. We, house. Got, we got some limited edition stickers. We, this was, this was kismet. I'm telling you, we were out. These showed up literally an hour before I came over here. Those are for you. Oh, thank you. So, I mean, there you go. There's our brand and sticker mode. I mean, this is, I, I want to bring a good idea to you guys. I don't want to just be like, give us the idea because you guys are full of these. I want to be like, here's a half-baked idea. Maybe we, maybe one day we bring it together. Sounds good to me. I'm always down for bringing something new and fun. Awesome, so, man. It's awesome. And Sam, thank you for bringing your notebook and writing three words in it. That was he wrote his three words and he goes, okay. Sam has a brand new notebook and a brand new <laughs> a free notebook. Uh, pilot, pilot pen, no sponsor uh, needed. Oh. And uh, it, it's crisp and it has, now it has three words in it. <laughs> on the back, in the back. Of it, it. On the very back page. That's how important it was. All right. I lied. I have two That's more good. questions for you. This is the big one I had ready for you. Kind of gave you the tease of this. We always like to, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pump you up and I'm asking you a question. Really impressed by you. You're very articulate. You got a lot of things going on, and you worked your way into what you wanted to be doing. It's really, really uh, admirable and impressive. I know there's a lot of folks out there. We talked about groups of people that are left behind, and also nowadays a lot of us are just struggling. Somebody's out there right now that's just looking for maybe any advice, just any advice from any person that's kind of got even a, an inkling of their life together because like a lot of us are you know all of us are playing pretend to a certain extent but i'm impressed man what would you say to a young person you know maybe an entrepreneur maybe a kid in high school like maybe a college kid just kind of a person that came up to you and said hey andy bergio i'm impressed by you uh anything you got for me before we part ways yeah for sure i think uh be aggressive especially if you're young don't be afraid to take your shot you have so much of life to catch back up again so, so go for it. You know, I'm, I'm older, I have kids, and I still think about new things I want to do and things I, I want to take a chance on, but there's more concerns there. But if you don't move forward, you're never going to move. So move forward, go for it. Don't be afraid. I've, I've seen a lot of successful people who figured out as they, when they went along. And where I would think, you know, you need to have everything planned. And you, you do have to have some planning sometimes. You have to have a business plan. You have to have a concept. You have to have an idea or whatever it is or whatever your goal is to accomplish. But most of the people I've been around that are successful figure it out as they've gone along. And they're more aggressive than I would feel comfortable with. And that's one of the great things about working with Kevin for me is my cre creativity is like insane as far as my thought process goes and what I'm thinking about and what I want to do or new ideas and things like that. And Kevin really has the, the guts to go for it in, in a company, you know, um, and other people I've met through being in this company are the same way. It's like you, you, if you're going to, if you want to do something, you can't do it unless you do it. So go do it, push forward, 
it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all the right equipment. You don't have to have, you know, the perfect microphone. You don't have, you can have a cell phone and make millions these days, especially, you know, the example of just YouTubers, uh, podcasters and things like this. It's like, yeah, some things really help you and they make the quality better. But if, if you are you and you have it and you're creative and, uh, you're willing to put yourself out there. A lot of people want to listen to you, want to see you, want to buy your product and they want to hear about it. Just so, you know, if you're passionate about it, move forward. Uh, that's what I would say. Hell yeah. This is where we enter our applause for real. That was really nice. Yes. Andy, oh yeah. Well, Andy yeah. for VP. <laughs> Andy Bergio, right vice there. president. Do you have bumper stickers yet? I'll throw that back on the Sorrento. <laughs> He's so innovative. You'd think he had four hands. That was beautiful. Very nice. And I said I had two questions, and that's really the last question is, was there anything uh, coming into recording on this podcast today that you wanted to share or talk about that like you were like, oh, don't forget to bring this up or anything you want to ask us? No, I mean, just keep looking up for new beers from <laughs> us. They're exciting. Try earmuffs that's out right now. It's amazing. It's a winter IPA. Uh, just crazy fun hops, cashmere hops, kind of just play on words, but the hop is actually fantastic. So for a winter beer, um, that's really it. All you know, I was more nervous here. than anything. Yeah. You know, I was I was afraid we were going to get in like deep dive into uh, comics and superheroes and things like that. Uh, and I don't have that depth. Uh, but so I, you know, I pumped my eight-year-old and eleven-year-old for uh, answers last night, and they came up with a lot of stuff. But mostly, they just trash Batman. Is what I found out is uh, that's even great. at eight and eleven, they know Batman and doesn't have superpowers. We have a phone at seven five four call log. With your permission, your kids should totally call and leave us voicemails shitting on Batman. Uh, I'm telling you, there's some misconceptions about what our show are. Even Andy, who's been on the show for four years, apparently I got to talk to him after this. Uh, TV and film is where we started. We are definitely storytellers, and we're sto- and we feature stories. And really, what I've realized is, no matter what we talk about, it always comes back to extraordinary people. So. I feel like you're in that book with us now, and it's also mostly superheroes. It's because you're mostly a superhero to us. We try to be superheroes ourselves in a certain regard. So I'll say Andy Bergio, Director of Innovation for Hands Brewing Company, thank you for your time. Congrats on all the success, and we can't see what happens next, and we'll all be prepared for Volume 3 and beyond of Voltron. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a blast. It's fun hanging out with you guys. It's kind of like a collab in itself, just doing a podcast. Here it is. Check that out. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've always talked about starting a podcast, but I really haven't. But it's cool to, to see it in action and talk to you guys and see your passion and excitement and uh, see Sam's notebook, really. I mean, it's been amazing. You need one. It's a requirement. It's a good fill-in. I always bring your notebook. Always. There it is. All right. Andy Burge. Oh, go ahead. Is it Scotty? Right Scotty Scoop. Scotty, I missed you. Um, surprised you didn't put notes in Sam's notebook. Uh, but hopefully we'll catch up and have a beer sometime. You will. We all will. I'm picturing like all of you guys with it. Andy is also notorious, the giggler, notorious for his notebook. Um, the funniest no- notebook story I have of Andy recently was we were talking about the movie The Flash, and I saw on his notebook it said Batman, and he had it marked out, and he put The Flash. He had the title <laughs> of the movie wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I, mi- I I was there for Michael Keaton. Have yes. you have you seen this this one yet? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. I'd still recommend. Good, you've stayed you away have, from. If you have Max, HBO Max, whatever it's yeah. called nowadays. If you want to watch, it's, it's a yeah, good watch. Watch it's the just... Flash. It's on HBO Max. Some good Batman. It's stuff. just not what we wanted. 
Well, it I was it. They, they spoiled a lot in the marketing. Listen to our episode on the Flash, and that they'll, you'll hear all about it. Yeah, definitely. I'll check it out. <laughs> all right, Andy the Giggler, Sam Z the Sleeper from Team Jakey, Andy Bergio, Director of Innovation at Four Hands. I'm your host Logan Scotty Scoop. We miss you, listener. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time on Mostly Superheroes. Take it easy. <laughs>